Welcome to Fast Fiction. The Intruder. Her belly felt heavy and tender as she moved from the bed. It was nearly time. She had not expected this to happen for another few days, but unborn babies make their own decisions on such things. The early dawn had not yet surfaced, but the wind and rain raged with as much intensity as the day before. Forgoing a candle, she put on her robe and stumbled into the dark corridor. The floorboards were cold against her bare feet. No matter, she would put on her sturdy work boots once in the kitchen. She had placed them by the wood stove before retiring, so they would be dry by now. She glanced into the small room at the top of the stairs and checked the cot where the little one lay. He slept peacefully, although his thumb still hovered at his mouth for solace against the childish worries of the night. The men would not be home till gone noon, for the horses would find it hard to travel against the weather. The rough roads would be muddy, and there could be fallen limbs from trees that had fared badly against such intense winds. But there was much to do before they returned. They would be tired and hungry, and nowadays it took her longer to prepare for their needs. Making her way downstairs, she stopped for a moment in the hallway. A noise had distracted her, and she needed a moment to locate its source. It came again a small scraping sound. Mice? Yes, mice. Relieved, she continued on her way, taking each step with care, wishing now she had stopped to light a candle. The kitchen was large and functional, with a wooden trestle at one end capable of seating a large family. That would come in time. Still only 20, she had many good birthing years ahead. She made her way to the stove and, opening the door, leant down to find the last few embers that would furnish her with a spark of flame. The action was cumbersome for her, and she stood for a moment to catch her breath before retrieving her boots. She heard the sound again. Now that it was repeated, she could determine it was not the scuttle of mice. There was a sharp edge to the sound that was both familiar and yet unknown to her. With practiced hands, she silently raked the embers for the red glow that surged life into the taper. She then transferred this to the lantern close at hand and was thankful for the flood of warm light that now surrounded her. But the light did not extend to the far end of the kitchen or beyond into the hall where everything was still swathed in shadow. There it was again, a scraping, savage sound. It came from outside, or the porch maybe. She stood still, shivering a little against the cold as well as the growing fear against a possible intruder. She was conscious, more than saw, the heavy timber door slowly open. A slight creak of the rusted hinge confirmed this, and now she recognised it a chain rattling against itself. In the dim light, she saw the man enter the cabin. He was large and his shadow towered behind him. In his hand was a hatchet. 
she recognised it as one left behind by the men as being too dull for their work on the hard wood of trees, but it was still capable of tearing into flesh and shattering bone. The figure moved further into the kitchen. He turned towards the pantry, which was becoming clearer as the morning light grew stronger. Then he stood perfectly still, his body tense, and the weapon firmly held and ready to strike. The woman trembled as she saw the outline of the rough beard, the ragged clothes, and the sawn chains dangling from his wrists. His eyes caught hers as he scanned the room. Once satisfied it was empty, the trespasser sighed with relief, his momentary fear over. <sighs> they stood as if stone, eyeing each other. It was the woman who spoke first. Who are you? What do you want? Her voice was low as she fought against the rising panic that was now flooding through her body. His voice was deep and rough. Food, clothes, money. He took a step towards her, then thinking better of it, stood still once more, still a little unsure. Will you harm me? Her foolish question hung for a moment in silence as she realised her mistake. He now knew she was alone. Another step forward as he took in her comely features and long, dark hair still tussled with sleep. Well now, I ain't had a woman in a long time. But before that, there were those who said they enjoyed it. So the answer could well be no. She put down the lantern and the arc of light shifted. His eyes travelled down her body, his face lusting for the curve of her bosom, but it changed as her swollen belly became illuminated. Her eyes followed his gaze. Please don't. The face that had anticipated pleasure now crumbled. Then he spoke but one word. When? Soon, very soon now. He shifted quickly towards the window, peering through the gloom. Pain shot through her, fixing her to the ground. Oh! <gasps> he swung around. In his arms he held fruit and bread. A look of alarm was in his eyes. Ignoring her, he stepped to the table and, putting the goods on the cloth, quickly began to wrap them. He turned again and, almost pushing the woman out of the way, made his way to the stairs. His heavy tread could be heard moving around the rooms, upstairs, looking for the clothes and money that would aid his freedom. By the time he had returned, armed with a coat and crude home-woven blanket, the woman had sunk to the floor in yet another wave of pain. Around her the damp sign that her waters had broken. He had to step over her to get to the table, yet purposely refused to look down. His movements were clumsy and ineffectual, and his assortment of new possessions kept falling to the floor before he could encase them securely in the blanket. Involuntarily the woman groaned again as she tried to get up. Oh, oh. The weight of her burden making her slow and cumbersome. Unexpectedly, the man stopped what he was doing, then without a word, cradled her elbow in his hand and with the ease of untapped strength, lifted her to her feet. In a sea of pain, the woman clutched her robe tight around her as if to protect her unborn child and stumbled to the door. Again she faltered and a cry escaped from deep in her throat. Shut up, bloody well shut up, he shouted at her as he tried to secure the now-completed parcel. His fingers were nervous and inept as he tied the bulky bundle together with twine lying loose on the mantel. He began to make his way to the front door. Oh, oh. 
he stopped and turned as another small sob invaded the room. The child sat on the bottom of the stairwell, clutching a ragged toy. The ever-gaining light showed his pale face and large blue eyes glistening with tears. Mama, Mama, I'm frightened. Hush now. Go back to bed, darling. I'll tend to you later, his mother said in a soothing voice, riddled with pain. Upright once again, she now ignored the stranger. She no longer feared him. There were greater challenges ahead. She now had only one purpose and began to collect together things she knew she would need for the ordeal she must face alone. It was as if he did not exist. The man stood transfixed, looking between the boy and his mother. Then, in a voice that, although still gruff, seemed to be imbued with a thread of gentility, he said, Do as your mother bid you, son. He put his parcel down. Finally resigned, he walked over to the youngster, lifted him lightly onto his shoulders, and began walking up the stairs. Now you go back to sleep like a good young'un, and when you wake up, you'll have a new brother. Your mum will need a big, strong boy like you to help her rear it. The boy's voice, now distant, could be heard calm but curious. Who, who are you, mister? I've never seen you before. Why, son, I've come to help birth the new baby. Grateful that her child was no longer fearful, the woman waited till the heavy footsteps descended the stairs. He stood before her, his eyes conveying awareness of what lay ahead. Her body sat from energy, began to sag to the floor once more. She felt his arm around her and his strength support her. Don't you go fainting on me, missus. I'm going to need you to tell me what to do. I ain't done this for a long time. You've got children? Yes, ma'am, and I'm mighty keen to see them again. As soon as yours is safe in the world, I'll be off and on my way. My youngest will be having a birthday today, too. And it would be mighty good if I could be there before the day's gone. He looked down at her gently. Where would suit your most comfort? Everything's ready up there. She nodded towards the ceiling. Then that's where we'll be heading. Slowly and with care, he put her arm around his neck. Then, awkwardly at first, but with mounting confidence, he picked her up and gently carried her up the stairs. You have been listening to The Intruder. Written and narrated by Brianda Cross and performed by Brianda Cross and John Cross. Thank you for listening. Come again. <laughs> <laughs>